Any views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of WSIC. All systems are a go. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your seats. Taking care of Iredell with North Carolina State Representative Jeff McNeely is about to begin in five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, Iredell County. Hope everybody's doing all right. A little chilly out there this morning. Went ahead and started boiling some water. Got ready and realized I didn't even own a hog. There was nothing to kill. Oh, y'all old-timers get that. Y'all young kids have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyway, a little chilly. Fall is here, it looks like. So that's a good thing, especially for a fat man like myself. Maybe I won't sweat near as much. I'm glad of it. Hey, uh, got a lot, lot going on. But my guest I brought in today, he needs to go on the show first. So if you would, hold your calls till about 11.30, 11.35. We come back for that uh, middle part or segment of the show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start in with him now because he's important man and got places to be. I got Ron Duck Wyatt, as most of you know him as Duck. Uh, he's the town manager down there in Troutman. Ron, glad to have you here with us this morning. Tell, tell them a little bit about who you are, in case people don't know who Duck White is. He's a legend. <laughs> I appreciate you having me, Jeff. Uh, I, I, I was born in Wilkes, but but raised in the Troutman area. Graduated South Ardell High School, went into the Marine Corps, uh, and got honorably discharged. Came out, started working for Clyde Lloyd. Well, I had a business on the lake for a little while. But, but started working for Clyde Lloyd Sheriff's Office, retired from the Sheriff's Office, became the mayor of Troutman for a brief period in time, and the Register Deeds of the mm-hmm. county at the time resigned and went and joined his wife down in Wake County, and I got appointed to be the Register Deeds and then ran for election and was uh, unopposed and, and enjoyed the job. But the town council came and asked me to come and be the town manager. We had a lot of issues uh, with other managers down there and even though in that role uh if anybody ever wants to be cussed out on a regular basis all you got to do is be a city or a town manager county manager you're going to be the person that they all it's your fault and that's uh, that's where the buck stops that's that's where the buck stops that's it Uh, but i i enjoy the public service in this role it's different as you well know in the different hats you've wore but but by and large most of the citizens most of the time are, are pretty happy with the job we're doing following council's directives. That's that's that's, that's the manager's role is follow their directives. Yeah, yeah. They, they vote, you enact. That's correct. There you go. That's right. Well, and wanted to bring Duck in today. We uh we just got through with our budget, state of North Carolina. It's ratified now. Our beloved governor, he didn't want to sign it, didn't want no blood on his hands, but he'll take credit for all that he likes in it. But that's a whole nother story. But one of the big things in it, we felt like, uh, in the last budget, Statesville got a lot of money. Mooresville got a lot of money. We was hoping Troutman was going to get a lot of money, and it didn't work out. It didn't. It didn't. And that's, that's unfortunately, is the budget. It's kind of like Christmas. You wake up, and you don't really know what Santa left you. You just go ahead, and you, you get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit. But I told Duck uh, after that that, you know, that Troutman was going to be our number one priority in this budget that just got passed. And, and, we, and we did do that. Yes, sir. We did do that. We made them a priority because there is so many needs. And, and before we really get in talking about where the budget's going to help, I, let's talk a little bit about the growth down there because, my God, it is exploding. It is. And it's one of those things, uh, and, and you well know with a lot of the 
farms and farmers that you, you have served over the years, uh, a lot of folks have different opinions on growth. And, and right now, because of what the lawmakers have done in Raleigh, what our local led, uh, people have done at county commissioners, we just live in a great area. Mm-hmm. And, and these people from all over the world, not just Yankees, as some want to take pot <laughs> shots at, but we have a lot of people from California, the Midwest, Florida, Louisiana, that, that are coming here. Uh, I mean, let's face it, Charlotte is the number one financial district in the world. Mm-hmm. And because of that, a lot of folks don't want to live in the big city life and all the issues that comes with that. So the suburb areas are, are exploding, and it has happened. And we can go to Cornelius Huntersville. Back when you and I were younger gentlemen, there was a McDonald's and a ham and eggs mm-hmm. off of the exit, and that was it. Yep. And so they had their growth, and it's just sprawling out further north. Part of it we can control with, with our different unified development ordinance and our land use plans and then part of it we just kind of got to sit tight and hold on because when a property owner wants to sell his or her property by, by federal law we don't have a right to say yes you can no you can't all we can try to control is how it is developed so if and a lot of folks don't understand that if you're trying to to worry about traffic for example that's where we have a two-part problem, whether it's the state and or the municipality. So most of our roads, Statesville, Morrisville, and Troutman, 90% of them are owned by the state. Yeah. So we fall under what they say as far as getting us that part of the infrastructure done. But when a lot of people see infrastructure, they say, hey, water, sewer, roads. But you actually got quality of life things in there, such as parks and rec. And you also have trash uh, and recycles as part of that as well. Yeah. Uh, well, there's so many different things. And like I said, you know, not only are you growing residentially, yes, but you're growing commercially. And that's a biggie right there. Uh, and, and a lot of these formulas that these d- developers use for, for uh, one of the sayings we had in our small town was, we'd like a white tablecloth restaurant. And, and uh, f- before a lot of these restaurants can come to your area, they want to make sure that there's so many rooftops within a certain mile uh, area or radius around your town. So you have to have the residential units there to then get the businesses there that people are not driving 20 minutes or 30 minutes one direction to get, whether it be shopping or food that they want. So the business is starting to come now. Uh, and and again, with all growth, there's good and bad. But for the most part, the plan that the council had laid out before this elected board, we're following those plans. And even in our downtown area and trying to bring it up to a standard, eventually it's supposed to just be pedestrian only, at least one section of it. So all of that is a part of a recipe, if you will. Mm-hmm. If you leave the sugar out, then the pie is not going to taste too good. So you, you have to have the right quantity of all the ingredients for it to be a success. Yeah, and, and you know... Uh, not to just put, put pick one person out of the the whole group, but uh, but Miss Kathy Godley and I've been working with her some here on the Statesville project. Come to play in Troutman four years ago, or five, no, maybe six years ago now, counting that building right across from Cats. She's been there a little it bit. Started about seven, and yeah. and yes, and and she has acquired some more property in yep. that area yep. and uh, a couple different parcels. Uh, she's not a, a typical developer. Uh, a lot of those. Just like a big TPA project we had is 1.7 million square feet. Hmm. They came in, they got approved, and now the land's just sitting there. 
So a lot of the neighbors got in an uproar. Y'all going to kill my quality of life? And it's like, well, hold on. That don't necessarily mean it'll happen. Kathy's one of those that does her own thing, and she's not waiting for a board of investors to tell her it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she, you know, I always think that the—I don't want to say it's even comical. It's, it's wonderful, but uh, she was going to do a five hundred thousand square foot building, and the concrete guys that worked for her said, "Well, why you at it? You might well just go ahead and do another one." <laughs> and so she ended up doing a million square foot building. And I don't know how many people get talked into a million square foot building like that, but she did she to did. a point. And and next thing you know, you got Walmart there. Well, and her intentions was to never sell it. it yeah. Her intentions was to own it and to sell or rent parts of it, rent parts of it. But then the buyer started knocking on the door and she said, well, okay, you want it worse than I wanted to keep it. Yeah. Well, we're going to get ready. got to go to a break. we got to pay the bills around here. So I'll tell you what, hang tight with us. We'll be back second, uh, the middle part of the segment here and talk a little bit more about the infrastructure. All right, we're back here. We got Duck Wyatt, Ron Duck Wyatt down in Mooresville. Troutman. Troutman. What am I talking about? I'm thinking about something else. Thinking about that mm. South Park we was just talking about. But oh, yeah. Troutman. Let's get it right, Jeffrey. Anyway, hey, I uh, did want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of the different things. You know, we talked about uh, uh, what Miss Kathy Godley's done there with Walmart. But, you know, really there's there's North Point or North Fork Business Park. Yes. And so there's another one. and. What are your projections there as far as buildings and size of commercial stuff? They've got one phase approved already and starting to build. I've already met with two different race teams that are looking at trying really? to locate there. Uh, they've got several customers, I think two under contract already and some more coming. And they have additional property that is going to come before town council soon to expand that. So that whole corridor we, we had marked as a town 20-some years ago, to, to be commercial, industrial, uh, a business, and, and it's coming to fruition. Uh, Butch Bowden is the principal in, in North Fork Business Park. He and uh, his business partners used to own De La Casa, uh, okay. uh, uh, the uh, uh, landscaping guys. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing a wonderful job. And, and they intend on this one being, being says more traffic than what you normally see in a business industrial park. They intend on showing this off a little bit and showing people that, uh, that that business parks are not the smokestacks and the detrimental to society and just the plain Jane looking metal buildings that are ugly. That they're wanting to showcase it that it is a for real modern way of doing business and, and we're excited about what their plans are. The building materials that they're going to use is key. Uh, it's it, like I say, it's not just a plain Jane metal building that that in 20 years you're like, my gosh, who approved that? And, mm. and uh, but those guys. Butch has built over 120-some buildings in Iredell County. As you mentioned, South Fork down in Mooresville. He's got a good history. He, he lives here in Iredell County. And, and uh, we really can't say you have to be local to do business with the town. But when you have somebody that you can drive five minutes, ten minutes, and look at things they have built, it certainly makes it a whole lot easier to know what kind of quality they're going to bring to your town. Yeah, and makes you know once you once you've rode the same river, you kind of know where all the rocks are. So that's there right. You go. That's exactly. There you right. go. And, and you know that's the kind of thing with working with Kathy, trying to help her through some stuff with Statesville. It just is what it is. But all right, now let's talk a little bit about the the, the how the budget is going to come into play because uh, $14 million coming. I think uh, 2 or $3 million is going to be actually for stuff at the uh, e, um, was it ESC? 
uh, no, no uh, what, uh, Wakefield, Wakefield, Wakefield. Okay, yep. Wakefield. So that and you got the lighting and stuff like that. But also the biggest chunk of that, ten, eleven million of it, that's going water and sewer. Yes. Now that outlay is going. Is that like going to the Duck Creek way, or which way is it going there? The, the Wakefield, the four million toward Wakefield. That's what that's for. That, okay. That'll go through the Duck Creek Creek area. Yeah. Yep. That's why it's called that way. And and. Not to be grotesque, but poop rolls downhill. Oh yeah, and we our system for years because we we do not own our own water and sewer systems. There you go. We yeah. we have to buy capacity from states for oil morsel, and we have to buy currently right now all of our water's coming from Energy United out of the city of Newton. So we we wind up and our rates are higher because we have to buy it from everybody else. Well, due to you all giving money to the city of Statesville to expand their water system and basically become a regional water supplier, we've had great conversations with Statesville uh, in the last year, and we're looking forward uh, because we're going to need a whole lot more water, more than what Energy United can supply us. So we're looking at redesigning some lines to get better water flow and better water pressures from the city of Statesville Get uh, and we do have a capacity agreement with them, but we of course want to expand on the freshwater side, how much we can get, and, and of course get more of a wholesale rate to where they can still make money on their side, but we we can be more affordable to our residents also. So a good bit of the money will be the relaying that line from the city of Statesville that not only helps them in their future growth uh, out the old mountain road uh, south west area of Statesville toward the airport, mm. but it also helps us grow as we go north and west of Troutman. So we, we plan that so that those water lines will service us both. One, so that we can get the water from them, but two, so that we both can disperse it, whether it be for the city of Statesville or for the town of Troutman thereafter. Now, on the wastewater lines, that, that ridge will, will go down Duck Creek and then go over through what used to be called Larkin, it's 500-something now. I think now. it's 500, yeah. Uh, and, and it'll go down through that area. So we have to have that because in Wakefield itself, there's 2,800 residents plus wow. uh, about 80 businesses that are slated to come. Some of those will be doctor's offices. It's not all your conventional business. A yeah. grocery store uh, intended on being there. So we, we have to have that wastewater system going through. And again, it will also allow Statesville to have connectivity to the lines as well. So we got to upgrade the lines and build them. And the old days, the, the concept was have the developer build the line, then you take it off their fees when they pay the tap fees and all these things. Well, if you can build the lines and have it there, then they pay the fees in, and then it goes back into your fund so that you can take care of the maintenance and issue needs that comes along afterwards. Plus, and the water side, we got to have a constant water pressure through our whole system, through the whole town. We have a couple low-pressure areas now. And just like last week, Children's Hope Alliance or Barium Springs, uh, inside their campus, they needed to make some repairs. So they asked us to turn water off so they could make the repairs. They simply do not have the infrastructure on their campus to do what they should be doing. So we had to turn the water off. When we did... We lost it at every one of the schools. We lost it at a good bit of our businesses. So this money will go in to help us make sure we've got water pressures. And then uh, as we notify them, hey, y'all got to have cutoffs in on your own system 
we cannot cut the town system down for these things. Emergencies are going to happen. I mean, it's just life. Your car breaks well. down. you got to fix something at the house. Uh, and our system is good for, for what it is and has been. Actually, our, our reports we've just completed because of money you got us last year. Uh, we actually did real well on our system inventory and making sure that our lines are, are all good. And, and we've been excited with the report that we've got that we were a whole lot better than what we anticipated we could be. That would be good. But we still got to upgrade to bigger lines in some areas, and we've got to make some small repairs in some others. But, but brother, I appreciate all the work that you've done, and it, it's the old saying, you know, when you're raising children, they don't get what they want this year, and if they behave well and study good in school, <laughs> maybe you can get them what they need next year. And, and I feel like Troutman has never, uh, until you got to the house, Troutman has never received state funding for any projects, ever. Uh, and, and since you've gotten there, this will be the third year in a row that we've been able to get funding back to our town. And it's all been for infrastructure, and, and it's greatly appreciated. That way we don't have to go up on the rates to our, our taxes. Yeah, taxes. And our taxes are not going up. And, and others, because we're a small town, if we reduce tax uh, a penny, it's 400000 Whereas if it's the county, that's $4 million. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people don't understand when, when they're criticizing all of us on taxes, what one penny means in this town versus one penny in, in that county or, or municipality. So it, it does mean a whole lot of difference to us once we start charging that tax rate. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, and that's the big thing, too. Uh, the one thing that I'm I'm so glad of in being able to be part of the – we'll call it my team, Team Idol. That's all of us, me, Vicky, Gray Mills, and Mitchell Setzer, um, is to let you get ahead – of the wave coming, and, and it's coming, and, and we're, we're, we're we're probably still not as fast as we should have been. Last budget would have been better, but at least the money's going to be up front because you know what's always happened in the past is everybody's come and you've developed, and then you don't have the water and sewer adequately. You're getting by, lamping by, and then you start putting bonds out and taxing people exactly. and doing these things, and and it just takes a while to build the infrastructure. So I'm hoping this at least get us maybe. Two years ahead of where we should have, you know, we could be, uh, which is huge in far as being able to handle all this that's already on the books. You're 100% correct. And, and just to put things in comparison, just like a water tank that you need for pressure and to make sure you got storage, one water tank is $7.5 million. Mm. If we took that and divided over what the census said, we had 3,800 people. Well, you can do simple math. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so getting funds like this from the state absolutely saves us from having to go up on those rates. And I want to be clear to the public, our, our, our property tax rate cannot be used for the infrastructure. The Utilities Commission North Carolina makes it clear mm-hmm. your water and sewer is supposed to be self-sustaining, so that's why we have the two different rates. But, but just speaking of that, our, our population, the census in 2020 said we were at 3,800 people total. Uh, and I think it was wrong for whatever reasons, but that's what they said we had. Well, right now we have over 3,000 water customers in our town limits, mm-hmm. uh, individual water customers. So if you do whichever statistics, whether it's the national 2.51 or North Carolina, we live more people in one house than the national average uh, of 3.26 
then then right now we're somewhere around 8,000 people in the mm-hmm. town of Troutman. Mm-hmm. Evidently, some people decided not to turn their census thing in. <laughs> That's so, right. you know, well, I, you know, it, it does good. And, and, you know, just we're about to run out of time here, but real quick, you know, Larkin, which was a statesville project, yep. but in your yard, basically, yep. Yep. front yard, backyard, side yard, whatever, you know, 20 years hasn't really taken off, come to fruition. And in the meantime, everything else around it has, and y'all have let it, I mean, you know, just well, took off. Just as you said, the million-square-foot Walmart building, North Fork Business Park is coming online. We definitely, our business park that was not even designed has came online and took ahead of them. Duck, I appreciate you coming in and hanging out with me here. And, and like I said, hey, uh, good luck with this. Take it and run. Do me something good. And we'll yes, try sir. to get some more. Thank All you. Right. Thank hey, you. hang on for the next part of the show. All right, back here for the uh, meat of the program, we'll say, the middle of the show here. Uh, anybody like to call in? Like I said, we're kind of doing a little backwards today because Ron had to be somewhere. So if anybody like to give us a holler, tell us what's on your mind, talk about 704-873-1400. Love to hear from you. Well, you know, I didn't think really anything could overshadow the chaos uh with the Speaker of the House. And, and folks, uh, I had the Speaker of the House on my show last week. Just saying. Carrying a little clout here. All right. But anyway, uh, Hamas was able to do that. Uh, let a terrorist attack on Israel, as we know, this past Saturday. Uh, right now, over 1,200 dead and counting, uh, maybe more than 4,000 wounded and counting. Uh, you know, this... This is scary. Ukraine, Russia, that's that's troublesome. That's worrisome. This is scary. Uh, if you look at it, basically, the Ukraine-Russian war is a war of economics. But this here, this is a war of religion. And so uh, I am definitely worried and uh, wondering how we're going to end up in this. Uh and if we are going to be in it right now, the USS uh, Gerald Ford, I think it's the largest ship maybe on the face of the planet. No, it's the largest aircraft carrier. Uh, in, it and its uh, uh, carrier group uh, are on their way to get in position in the Mediterranean Sea. So uh, this could be very interesting to see what this goes down and how we get involved. Um a couple things that really worry me right now, uh, and, and it's kind of odd how this all went about. Um, you had Israel and Saudi Arabia actually in peace talks um, all of a sudden, and and the word on the street was that a deal was going to try to be brokered. Uh, Saudi Arabia was willing to recognize Israel, and this is a huge thing. Uh, Saudi Arabia, to me, is the middle of the Muslim religion, uh, Mecca. And uh, here they're willing to recognize Israel for some uh, work from the U.S. as far as uh, increased military presence there. So they feel like they are protected. They realize that the extremists are in Iran and all around them, Syria, everywhere. And uh, they're worried about them just as much as we are. So I kind of find it unusual that Hamas all of a sudden does this attack Right about the same time, it looks like there's going to be some kind of a, a deal brokered between Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United States. 
Uh, and I'm sure they don't want that. And, and I have my own little theory I've said all along. I thought all the money that goes to funnel these terrorists all over that whole region came from some part of Saudi Arabia. If you ever notice, they rarely have a problem in Saudi Arabia. It's everywhere else. So you don't mess with where your money comes from. But we got a caller. Let's see who we got. Hey, this is Representative Jeff McNeely. Who we got? Hello. Hey, Jeff, this is Chris Barney. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing, Chris? Good, pal. Good. Hey, y'all. Uh, this is Chris Carney, uh, former senator in North Carolina Senate, and now he's running for mayor down there. And, and I guess tomorrow is the primary election day, isn't that right, in Mooresville, and I think here in Statesville, too? It is. Um, tomorrow is the uh, primary for the at-large race. So we have six candidates. Um, they're all running, um, and the best, the top two will come out, and they'll go on to uh, – the November 7th ballot, which will be, of course, the mayor's race, the two candidates from the at-large primary, as well as the Ward 2 race and the Ward 1. And Ward 1 is Eddie Dingler, and he's he's unopposed. There you um, go. He's a great commissioner. And, yeah, Eddie's and a great good commissioner. Dude. He's done a great job. Good dude, yeah, good, good dude. dude. Well, you know, how are you feeling on your mayor run? How are you thinking? Uh, Good. You know, good. I'll tell you what, you know, it, it's my – the way I tell people is we've outworked them, we've outmessed them, and we've certainly, you know, uh, uh, certainly have, I think, better ideas than, than he does. So I feel great about that. You know, Mooresville is kind of an interesting place because you've got both sides of I-77, and certainly each of them are kind of motivated by different ways. And, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of coming from the business place, you know, and he's running from the, you know, I, I was born here, you know, kind of candidate. And, Let's be fair. Mooresville's a it's a it's a it's a town that's growing with a lot of growing problems, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's a hundred fifty million dollar business. And I'd I'd like to believe that the people of Mooresville want somebody with business acumen in in that office, especially somebody who can work with Raleigh because the problems we're having are problems that require you know funding yep. on roads and other things you know, and that's that's somewhere where you got to have a good relationship with Raleigh. And as you know. Uh, the, my opponent's never, even in 12 years, has never set foot down there asking y'all for anything. I, you know, I know him well, good guy, but have not talked to him, and I don't know when. <laughs> I can't tell yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, That's right. You know, in politics, you know, it's a people business, man. You know, it's a relationship business, and you got to be able to go to, you know, D.C. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, who would have thought that the, the current sitting Speaker of the House is the 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 congressman who represents our area. That's right. You know, if you don't if you don't know him by first name, you have done something wrong. Yep. 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 Well, yep. I'll tell you what, yep. folks. I've worked with Chris on a lot of issues. Chris has has been a, a, a public servant outside of being on. You know, when he was on the Mooresville Town Council, he still works on different issues and brings it to us. And you know, just to try to help the community. And and I can't think of a better person that could lead that community than you, Chris Carney. I think you'd do just an awesome job. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for this opportunity. And, and let's just hope it, it, it comes to fruition, as we like to say. Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. And you know as I do, being retired out of the policy for 10 years didn't mean I ever stopped working for the community. That's right. So I think it's been, it's been great to uh, – it's just unfortunately my, my, the town that I love, you know, has moved in a wrong direction these last years and, and – you know, to sit on the sidelines and just continue watching it to happen, you know, it was irresponsible. So 
when people talk about, you've heard me say before, I, I don't need any more plaques on the wall, man. I've, 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 I feel like I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to serve the public already. This is just out of love for the community, man. We're going to do a couple terms, a two-year terms. The goal will be to do a couple of them, get us back in the right place, recruit some good talent, and get uh, fresh new faces on that board that can uh, continue to move in the right direction. And uh, I'm excited about being part of that. Well, and I think you should be. I think Mooresville has wonderful, wonderful opportunities. and But but so much of it has to do with moving people around in cars. And, and you know, the good news is is you got Vicki Sawyer. She's one of the, the chairs on the Senate Transportation. And now I'm up here in Idle and, and know Mooresville well. And my folks come from there years and years ago. And, and, and we got to. We got to do something to try to see if we can't get traffic somewhat eased, uh, especially with the the looming 150 coming. Uh, now, one thing too, also, it, y'all just had your uh, town manager step down, uh, so uh, you're, you're if you're elected mayor, you're going to be in the hunt for the next town manager. Am I correct? Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you, it was uh, it was interesting because I think the board was in different places. The manager had been getting some pressure because, honestly, we kind of gotten a reputation for not really being as customer service as we were. You know, as public officials, we're just the customer service business, and the citizens are customers. Yep. That's, that's all we do, right? That's what you do. And, and since, that's what we do. And so, essentially, uh, some of them had gotten frustrated. And so, you did have – we're going to have to get our board to, to, to really feel good about the next manager and the citizens to feel good about the next manager – you know, and, and I'll tell you right now, uh, instead of when they got the last guy, they hired one of those big firms and they look everywhere. And to be fair, when you do that, all you get are people who are inexperienced trying to work their way up or been fired by somebody else. Yep. <laughs> and, to, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And to me, we're going to go and figure out probably the three best managers in North Carolina, and we're going to go after them and pay them what it takes to get that kind of talent because – we can't afford to have another misstep in that position. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna be very specific in what we're looking for, and then we're gonna go get them, man. You know, it's kind of like drafting. You know, in the NFL, if you know you see a quarterback, it's gonna change your uh, your franchise forever, man. Then you gotta go get them, and that's, that's what we're right. gonna do. That's right. If you're gonna win, you gotta have the people. You gotta have the people. Well, hey, good well, luck. And, and, Anything I can do to help, let me know, and uh, we'll be watching this real close and see how things turn out and. Uh, and like I said, just uh, folks, you couldn't make a better choice than Chris Carney. I don't think. I think he loves Mooresville and he's ready to work for you. That's getting a deal right there for what we pay a mayor. That's getting a deal. <laughs> thank you, brother. Hey, have a great rest of your show. Oh, thank you, sir. You take care. Thank you. Take Bye. Bye. All right. All right. Good friend there. I wish him well. Hey, getting back to this with uh, with uh, Israel and Hamas now and, and war is on. Uh, it, it does seem kind of ironic. Like I said, they blew up the talks with Saudi Arabia and Israel right for right now. So that I'm sure Hamas didn't want Saudi Arabia uh, going to work with their sworn enemy. Uh, but one thing that does stick out to me is when, you know, that, that region, uh, money's been tight. And uh, hadn't had a whole lot of issues because even with terrorism, it takes dollars. But all of a sudden here, just the last couple of weeks, about three weeks ago or so, they got an influx of about $6 billion. And it's funny. 
it's funny when you get a little bit of money in your pocket. I guess they want to go out. You know, me, I might go out and buy a car, or I'm out. They're going to go out and buy some cruise missiles. They're going to buy some some uh, uh, land to land missiles. They're going to do all kind of different stuff, and then they're going to shoot them, and they're going to shoot them at their sworn enemy uh, for the last thousands, ten thousand years. So, uh, you know, it didn't help any of us releasing that money. I understand people wanting their loved ones home. I get that. But the Biden administration now has done nothing but throw gasoline on a fire that had about smothered out. And now it's really rolling. So, and folks, this one worries me. Like I said, this one could be the one that ends it all. When you get into religious war, you never know where they're going to go. All right, stay tuned for the last part of the show here coming up got more to talk about call in if you want to all right back here for the last segment of the show like i said if you want to call in we're taking callers i know we're doing a little bit backwards than we usually do but there you go hey 704-873-1400 if you got something on your mind but uh just you know like i said didn't think anything could upstage the speaker of the house uh first time one's been removed like that and history that i know of uh got somebody calling in yeah let's go ahead we'll take a caller then hey this is jeff mcneely representative who's this hey jeff this is william how you doing this morning hey william i'm doing good man how you doing yeah it concerns me too with the conflict that happened over the weekend um not good but you know really in all actuality if you want to get back into the history books we got involved back in 1775 and it was signed over in 1776 and it's a religious war that we're involved in how we've handled it and how we've placed things over the years has been our demise or not however way you want to look at that um but we know how the story ends and when i say we i mean you and me and other people that have the faith that's right and unfortunately um what concerns me is what's going to happen before jesus comes back to get his disciples but that's out of our control jeff and all we can do is be at jesus's feet and i know i'm his child and i know you are too we amen. all are amen we're all his children and that's that's the only thing that we have to go on jeff is hope and hope and that um you know we know that he's going to come we just don't know when um but yeah this conflict does concern me a little bit but Hopefully we can get some kind of compromise. I don't know what it's going to be, but maybe we can get something settled to calm it back down a little bit. But, well, you know, it's been going on for a lot, a lot of years, and it will continue to go on in some form or fashion until Jesus comes back. That's right. Well, but and and we've done everything to bring about this, in my opinion. I mean, we have, we've trimmed and cut back our domestic oil production and energy production here and, and allowed the Middle East to be our main supplier because evidently uh, they don't do as much damage to the atmosphere as we do here in the U.S. by making production of oil. Uh, the green makes no yeah. sense to me. And so we've, we've fed them money. And, and money makes terrorists yep. go around. Hey, we fed uh, Putin, and he attacked Ukraine. When oil prices got up, he could make money, 
Yep. He did. He had money. You know what? Like I said, I go out and buy a new car. He goes out and buys a bunch of tanks or a bunch of missiles. Same thing happens yep. with Hamas. They get money in their pocket all of a sudden. We about had them beat down and broke. All of a sudden, now they're yep. rich. They go out. Next thing you know, they shoot it back at us. And I, that's what I've always said in this thing. The crazy thing about us working with those people over there is, is we're paying them to go buy the ammunition to shoot at us. So I, yep. I don't, I don't exactly. understand. Exactly. It's our fault. We don't have nobody to blame but point the finger. Look in the mirror. Look, yep. You know, point the finger at ourselves. Because it's our fault. And and Biden, know, uh, Biden and their foreign policy, which is non-existent, has just allowed the whole world to grow in chaos because, hey, the, the sheriff's asleep. I mean, and the person that's been always been the one for the last hundred years, uh, police in the world, has basically been taking a nap for the last two years. And this is what well, happened. so much for so much for us trying to even try to figure out a budget up there in Washington D.C. With this happening over the weekend, I, I, that's probably going to get swept up under the rug oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, so, so we're at it again. We're at it again. Uh, yeah. it's not good. And how was it that Patrick McHenry got um, elected to ha- hold the seat in the gavel until they figure out who's going to be? How do they? How does that work? Ever since, yeah, ever since nine eleven, they've wanted the, the Senate pro tem and the Speaker of the House to have a secret successor list. So, if an act of terrorism should ever happen, they've got a list of four or five different people. And Patrick was na- named number one on Kevin McCarthy's uh, secret successor list for the House in case of some kind okay. of turmoil. You know, like this, and and you know, this was really set up for a terrorist attack or something, not for yeah. just an insurrection amongst ourselves of his own party. Right. So that that's how Patrick got it. it. He's you know, all it does, and they don't even really know what his power is. Nobody has defined it. I'm sure after this they will, but right now yeah. we don't know what he can and can't do. That's the crazy part. Well, he. The only thing we know is that he supposedly sent everybody home. Yep. Because we were thinking that we were just going to not go into negotiations until they got some concrete um, name on the seat. So I guess for right now we're kind of in limbo, but we're definitely going to be that way now with this conflict that happened in Israel. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you what, I, I, I get wanting to have things away, and I get we've overspent, and I'm not going to say McCarthy did a great deal but here's the way it works in our caucus, the Republican caucus in the North Carolina House. We fight, yeah. kick, scream, beat each other to death behind closed doors. When we walk yeah. out, we're unified. Maybe we're not all happy, but we're unified. And we're going to do our darndest yeah. to hold that together. For some reason or another, these group up in Washington love to throw their dirty underwear out in the street and kick it around instead of take care of it like you should. So it, it, it's crazy. That's true. It's crazy. That's you true. get this done, you get it done behind closed doors, you do what you got to do, you walk out the door, you go about your business. They're just dragging everything well, out in front of us. It's embarrassing. I just hope with the, you know, it's going to be up to us, Jeff. We're going to have to go to the booth and check somebody's name and get some people up there to want to work together. Both, you know, I'm old school. I wish they could go back to the Democrats, Republicans working with one another. But right now, that's not the case, yeah. and I don't know that it ever will get back to that. But it would be nice if we could compromise somehow or another and uh, do it for the good of the people, and that the good of the people is us. Well, and, and I think the Democrats are going to rue the day what they did, going with those eight Republicans, because there's a whole lot of worse people can get this job than McCarthy. So I think they're going to regret yeah. that, too. But, you know, hey, William, good yeah, talking with probably, you. Yeah, you too. Take care, Jeff. Have uh, a good week. All right, man, you too. See you.
Looks like we got another one here. We're going to take it. Hey, this is Representative Jeff McNeely. Who we got? This is Hope calling in after William. I want to thank that man again. Anyhow, let's check it out. There's two sides to a coin. Just as powerful as money in the pocket, so is love in the heart. That's okay? right. And um, we're going to call it not the second coming, but the second happening, because there's nothing really big turn on going on right now. Okay? Gotcha. Second happening. And um, the first thing that we need to do as Americans, anyway, no matter what your color or where you came from, you're here now and you're an American, we just have to get the love ball going. I know that sounds so corny, but it's true because there's nothing like the power of love. Period. I don't care what anyone says. I'm loving to hear the whole thing about Jesus. We're supposed to walk in his example. The joy man. He's not a war man. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing about it. You, you got to love America more than you do yourself. If you don't, then you don't mm-hmm. need to do these kind of jobs. Uh, you don't need to be in the House and Senate of North Carolina, or you don't need to be in the U.S. House and Senate either. You got to love America more than yourself. And and right now, exactly. there's some that are not doing that. There's some that are just not doing that. Well, what's happening is, is that everyone's leaving it up to like one or two people up in Congress or wherever, ever to just just a group of government where it's time for us as people to gather together and go, hey, we came here to not take advantage of a good thing, but to participate in a good thing and keep it good. And we have to stop all the greed and all the fighting and everything. And that is the unification you're talking about, because yes, you do stuff behind closed doors, but when you're out in the open, unless there's something really good going on, you need to take care of the bad. And I mm-hmm. think that William is a good advocate for keeping, and all the people that are working, it cannot be easy to work for the government. It just cannot, and they're well, good not. and bad in every government <laughs> and every country. So we have to find the common thread of the good and the love, and we will fight this that way, and we won't even probably half of us have to get out of our chair. Well, there Boom. And not P-R-E-Y, but P-R-A-Y. Thank you for your time and your hard work. Well, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. And everyone else is in your echelon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good day. All right. Yep. Uh, like I said, craziness going on up there. Uh, and, and like I said, I think the Dems are going to regret it. I think they're going to regret working with those eight renegades. Uh, I really do. And, and I know a lot of people out there want to shut the government down. I think what we need to do is what we've done in North Carolina. We need to pass a continuing resolution where people still get paid, but all the pork's cut out. All the different stuff's cut out. And so with that being said, uh, then then we work out our problems, but people don't go hungry. Our servicemen are paid. Our border patrol are paid. Uh, that's what we need to do. We need to quit holding people hostage, but hold the money hostage, the overspending. That's what we need to hold hostage and then work this out. We have a spending problem. We don't have a taxing problem. We have a spending problem in this country at the federal level, and that's got to be fixed. Uh, moving on a little bit quick, real fast, because I don't have much time. A rumor has it that Democrat U.S. Congressman Jeff Jackson may be leaving Congress, depending on how we draw a district at the, at the state level, to run against Dan Bishop for attorney general. Now, the most thing that Jeff Jackson's famous for at this point in time is being on TikTok. Hmm. All right. So that's a Chinese brand a type of social media. That's his claim to fame. Uh, I would love to see him and Dan uh, Bishop debate this. Uh, Dan is an excellent choice for attorney general. So do not believe the, uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing of Jeff Jackson. Do not trust. Anyway. All right, folks. And speaking of attorney general, our beloved Josh Stein now has a complaint filed him by all the district attorneys in the state pretty much uh, for throwing them under the bus. 
We'll talk about that next week. All right, as we get there, you close the show here, folks. I just want to say, uh, uh, please be in prayer for Israel. Please be in prayer for the whole Middle East, no matter which side you're on. Uh, this is not good. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Lord, I pray for them. I pray for, for Israel. I pray for all the people involved in this, uh, that they will find peace instead of war in their heart and find love instead of hate. I pray you watch over us, Lord. Give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Uh, be with us. And if this is what it starts as the end, Lord, please take us to be with you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Take care. Next week. You've been listening to North Carolina Representative Jeff McNeely. Join Jeff again next Monday morning at 11.05 for Taking Care of Iredell on News Talk WSIC.